Hello, this is Pastor Jay, and I want to encourage you today. There are two kinds of people, quitters and go-getters. Let's talk about the quitters for a second. Those are the people who have everything laid out for them. They have an equal opportunity to try to achieve their goals, but the minute they hit a snag, a bump, something goes wrong or awry, they fold up like a $2 bill, and they blame everybody else for their non-successful way of doing things. And then there's the go-getter. They hit the same snag, the same bump, the same trials and tribulations. But, you know, for some reason or another, it fuels them to continue to go forward, to learn from their mistakes, to never give up, to keep pressing on to the mark of the high calling. They just keep going forward. Quitters. Keep trying. Go getters. Go get it. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed and peace. And remember, go get it. Don't quit. Peace. Like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Radio Network. Stay tuned for an encouraging word from Pastor, Teacher Dr. James Sutton. Let's see what Pastor Sutton has to say to us today. Hello, this is Pastor Jay, and we're going to do Friday's Focus. Um, I get a lot of letters about uh, adult children being at home now, and uh, there's many different reasons why you're 20-some-plus, not going to school, not really working. Son or daughter is sitting there living off of you, having babies on you, and you are retired, and sometimes you have to go back to work so you can take care of your grandchildren and sometimes your grandchildren's children and you're wondering what happened why have do i have a child that feels entitled now this is going to get kind of rough mothers and fathers but i want you to understand that this is done in love first thing i'm going to do is try to explain to you that sometimes our intent is to do a good thing and even though it may seem good at the moment that what we're doing but we are eliminating something that will be a character in our children the Bible tells about how suffering builds character and hope and so on and so forth and what we've done at times because of our challenges, our sufferings, our going through that actually drove us to be successful, drove us into a faith-based relationship with God, drove us to the cross. We remove all those barriers from our kids. And it's a good intention. We don't want them, you know, I've heard it several times, we don't want them to go through what we went through. But there's only one problem, and you probably already recognize that. What you went through made you who you are today. It built your character. When God gave you a gift and, 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 and allowed you to have children and blessed you with children, he didn't want you to take away what made you strong. What he wanted you to do was figure out a way to add some suffering, some challenges, some trials and tribulations into your child's life and show them how you got through with, and persevered through them. You know, it's one thing to tell them the story, but it's another thing to let them experience. I remember my mom told me what motivated her to go to school. 
was that her mother was a uh, uh, what they call a domestic for two households back in the South. And my mother used to sit, and I'm just going to tell you raw, I think you're adult, you can handle My mother used to sit and wash white folks' drawers. And that's my grandmother did too. And this is the story my mother told. And as she hung up sheets and prayed that the wind didn't blow them down, because if it did, you had to start all over again. As she did that, the summer she were not, was not in school or when she couldn't go to school, she said her mother looked at her and said, I'm doing this so you can get education. So you can get education. And my mother remembered that. She told us a story of that. And education means I want you to do something other than this that will prosper you and your family. It doesn't have to be a formal education. It could be a trade. Uh, it could be anything that will move you forward. Well, my mother did that. And because of the struggles, that's why a whole unit of the VA hospital is named after her, the Velma Sutton Hemodialysis Unit. And, and this is not about her achievements. This is about the struggle. And therefore, during the time, my dad also, um, he was a busboy down at the Admiral, serving drinks, getting insulted every day, being called boy. And he went to school and he achieved some, some things. Okay, some great things. Became a, a, a black pilot, a private pilot, a, a semi-pro golfer. I mean, on and on and on. Their achievements. But you know what drove them is what they went through when they were younger. Or whatever they were going through in a minute. Whatever rejection, whatever challenge, racism, uh, economic inequality. I remember uh, vaguely when we moved into the neighborhood that we're, that I am in today. In 1969 or 70, our community was all one ethnic group. And we were the one of three black families in the area. I look at my kindergarten preachers and they were um, predominantly uh, Caucasian people with a few of us African-American. By the time I graduated, it had got the 50-50 and had switched. That's why I graduated from high school. So the neighborhood has changed. Families moved in. But there were struggles. There were struggles. Being in a neighborhood that was changing, that some did not want to see the change. And some, most of them moved, but there were some that could not move. So they had to figure out a way to get along. Oh, there were many... Uh, many times my father had to stand outside and have conversations with the neighbors uh, uh, about things that were going on in the neighborhood that seemed to be targeted toward us. My father didn't shield us from the information. He shielded us from the danger, but he didn't shield us from the information. And I remember sitting, watching my mother and father discuss their plans to continue to go forward. No matter what, this is our home. And they had other struggles you know, throughout life. But the struggles made them strong. So therefore, sometimes what ends up happening is what I saw them go through, you know, and and, and the struggle for them, for them was not to be the struggle necessarily in that way, but that would come in time. But, you know, something as simple as he had two sons. The sons cut the grass. My father didn't hire a, a company to come by and cut the grass because his sons did. Now, remember, he had to show us how to cut grass. We didn't know how to cut grass right off the top. We watched him. We smiled and waved in the window 
and we went about our business as kids. But then there came the day when with me being the oldest, I had to learn how to cut grass. And therefore, for a while, it was just me. My brother is uh, six years younger than me. So if I'm learning how to cut grass at, at 10 or 11, you know, he was too young to cut grass. But I did. My father taught me. One of the greatest times uh, that, that I remember of a lesson learned was what I did was because I wanted to do something else. I did it my way, not the way he taught me my way. So you can imagine how it looked. Some patches were there. It wasn't looking uniform like he likes it. I didn't edge like he likes it. And I didn't rake the leaves. And my father was the kind of father that always wanted his uh, clippings picked up. So, you know, I, I had to had to unbag, take the bag off the back of the lawnmower and pour it into the uh, leaf and lawn bag. And because I didn't do it right to his satisfaction, he took the bags and poured it back out on the ground and told me to start all over again. And what he told me, if you do it right the first time, you wouldn't have to do it another time. Life lesson. Think about it. Life lesson. Do it right the first time. Take your time and do it right the first time. And you won't receive this kind of, of, of what I thought was suffering at the time. But what it was, was building the character in the moment. Being committed, accountable, responsible to when I'm given an assignment and do the assignment as many times as I can consistently. And of course, over time, I got better. And, and eventually I taught my brother and we were both out there doing the same thing, you know. And our dad used to sit back and watch us, give us instructions, encourage us, correct us when we were wrong. But we figured out over time that when we did do it correct, no matter what happened, there was there was the peace of fulfillment of doing what our father had taught us. OK, do my father. He removed the struggle. You know, uh, my parents didn't remove the struggle of of watching them pay bills at times and being over over budgeted and and dealing with different aspects of just living life, car notes and and paying taxes and all of that stuff. You know, they survived it and they didn't remove us from the information. They didn't remove us from the information. And each child has its own struggle, depending upon the household that you grew up in. And no household is perfect. Sometimes you may be a single mom or a single dad or in a divorce situation. And again, they play all into the factors. But as the parent that's raising the kid, whether it's both of you or you're single, you have to understand the struggle makes you strong. So when you're looking at your adult child sitting over there and they seem to have no direction, no get up and go, no zeal. All they want to do and believe, and it's really ridiculous what I hear, they believe they're going to be X, Y, and Z, but they have not done anything to train for that future position. For some reason or another, they've been told over the years that they're okay right where they're at. There are no challenges. They're a good child. They never come in last. You know, you now with sports, everybody gets a trophy, and mediocre has become how they deal with things. I mean, that's their world. They don't have to achieve. They don't have to go beyond and they can't handle rejection. So when you try now to discipline them, when you try now to correct them, when you try now to put the grass back on the lawn because they haven't done it right, they're rebelling against you because they said you never, ever did that before. Why should I take out the trash now 
and I'm making more. And again, you got to remember, they're making more trash now as adults living in your house than they did when they were children. And they say, why should I take out the trash? You always did. Why should I mow the lawn? You, you always had a lawn service. You know. Why should I do anything when you've always shielded me, protected me and and actually bragged to me in the fact that I didn't have to do it. And now you want me to do this. Can you see how unfair that is to the child? Can you see how that puts them behind the eight ball? Because they feel entitled. All because you made a decision to remove all struggle. You know, I've met 30 some year old people that can't calculate a tip. And I'm talking about a 10% tip. Don't do 15 or 20. I've met 20 some year olds that can't write a check. Don't know how to balance a checkbook. All they know is they got a card and they're supposed to charge the card. They don't look at the balance. They don't care. All they know is there's somebody that puts money on my card, mom or dad, or somebody puts money on this card and I spend it up. And if it goes overdraft, oh, well, they'll take care of it. And then you wonder what's going on. So this, this session about suffering is so important. And please go get your family members and get your children to sit down with them because maybe I'll say something that you're too scared to say or you're too apprehensive to say because you're worried about hurting their feelings. But if you don't start giving them the struggle of no now, no matter where they are, they're going to have a hard time when the world tells them no. They're going to have a hard time when the world tells them different than what you told them. You told them that they was the best in the world. They were the brightest in the world. And then the world tells them that they're not. The world is brutally honest with them. And they're looking at you like, but you told me I was the greatest. You told me I could do this. You told me I could do that. But you didn't tell them that they would have to struggle to do it. To become what they want to become, you didn't tell them that it takes a discipline. You didn't tell them that it takes time. You didn't tell them that it's going to take toil. You didn't tell them that they're going to have to read. You didn't tell them that. What you did was you made everything easy. Remember when we was growing up, for those of us who can remember when we was growing up, we were so happy to get our driver's license and we were looking forward to getting out. And if no matter what kind of car we had, if it was a hoopty, we drove it. You got parents now, their kids, they get a little job and the first thing they do, they want to get a car equal to their parents. And even though their parents make maybe six, seven times as much as they do, what they'll do is spend all of their money on a car. Their whole monthly paychecks on a car because they want to have the image. And then you put them on your insurance and you'll say, well, that's what they wanted with their money. But is that wise that they spent all their money on a vehicle? Is that wise that that they 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 look at their image more than they look at their character? And you allow them to do this and you wonder why you have that person sitting there feeling entitled. Don't clean up. Don't contribute because you set them up to be that way. You've never been honest with them about your mistakes. You've never been honest with them. You never told them that, that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have married your dad. If you were in a, 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 a one parent home, maybe I shouldn't have made that decision. Uh, this decision that I made was bad. 
Yes, I for what you see right now, I haven't always been like this. And let me tell you how I used to be so that you don't have to be that way. Now I want you to be not like me, but be better than me. But they can only be better than you if you tell them your struggle and tell them the truth about who you really were. Not, and, and compared to who you are today, that will make you look even better. But if you paint the picture as if you never did, never done, never thought, always was good and never struggled with your own uh, uh, life issues, then you're doing them a disservice. Now, when should you start the honesty? Well, it depends on the child. But little things, make up your bed, take out the trash, cut the grass, wash the dishes, all that, is, that, you know, that's not even really struggle, but that teaches them that, yes, to live, you have to do something for the household that you live in. And if they 30 something and they 26, 25 and up, you know, not in school and they and they're not doing anything but washing dishes. No, they need to be doing more. Because you got to prepare them for the day you leave this earth. And now at 30 something and you see that they live in a title life, they're not prepared. Even what you leave them is going to disappear real quick because they're not disciplined. You haven't shown them the discipline that you learned through struggle. I remember a time when uh, I had a little job at the first federal Franken crust in Clayton. My dad knew the owner and he hired me as a dishwasher. And that year I wanted to buy my own school clothes. And there was a place here called Joe's Clothes. And they had all the nice, sharp looking leading man. And they had all the slacks and stuff. Now, my mom would buy me clothes that made sense. Jeans, shirts, that Sears Parker. That's man. If they sold that today, that'd be a big seller. That Sears Parker that came all out over your face. That was blue. Yeah. My mom bought that kind of stuff. You know, shoes with harder bottoms, you know, some name brand stuff, but a lot of times, you know, we were we wore JC Penney's uh, uh, jeans. You know, my mom didn't believe in all of that. My mom believed in quality clothing, not necessarily catchy clothing. Since I was an athlete and played sports, my mom believed in definitely quality shoes for my feet to do what I need to do. But she also understood some things that I didn't understand. But so I'm going to buy my clothes this summer. So I get my money. I save it again. My mom taught me how to save. So I, that part I did. But now I have a choice. Do I follow her pattern or do I go to Joe's clothes? And you know what I did? I went to Joe's clothes. You couldn't tell me on the first day of school I wasn't sharp. I had on the Joe's clothes slacks, the Joe's clothes shoes, kind of little, almost like platforms. And man, had, had, had my haircut right and all of that, all of that, all of that. And it was like a silk shirt. Y'all remember, y'all, those who are in my age group, y'all remember. Silk shirt and all that. Okay. First of all, it was like 100 degrees felt like on the first day of school. So it's hot. But you know, I'm enduring it because I look good. But think about this. What happened when wintertime came? Those silk <laughs> shirts and those slack, uh, uh, polyester slacks were not good winter clothes. Thank God my mom was smart enough and loved me enough to set some of my money aside 
for when that came. So now we can go get the stuff that she would get. And I learned a lesson. Think about what you're about to buy. What is the longevity of it? Can it be used in other seasons? You know, little things like that. I wasted my money, basically, because I was still growing. So guess what? About seven months from now, I couldn't fit none of those clothes. So you learn. So this first thing is about struggle. Struggle makes you stronger. Challenges build character. Your ups and downs help you learn how to be steady. And you have to start teaching them to your children early. Don't give them everything they want just because you can. Let them truly earn it. Let them see the value of a dollar. Don't be, don't talk out of two sides of your neck. You're bravo on one end in front of people. When it comes to your children, you tell them what you ain't going to do and what they going to do and this, that, and the other. And then they see you a day later, you buy them everything they want. You just did that in front of the, the parents that are looking at you like you crazy because they know that you do this on a regular basis. I know a couple of people who do that. They spend all their time trying to tell how much their kids are going to be disciplined and what they need to do to get X, Y, and Z. And you ain't going to go get it. And you ain't going to buy it because they don't deserve it. They don't need it. And then a week later, they got everything they wanted more. And the kids sit there and they laugh because they know the hypocrisy in what you say. And what have you done? You've entitled them. They will put up with all that yelling and screaming and grandstanding to get what they want. Because guess what? That's nothing. Because at the end of that, one of the parents or both will decide, little Johnny, little Susie, big Johnny, big Susie can have this because we have to maintain a status and a look for them. But you're entitling them and the world doesn't look at them like that. The world doesn't look at little Johnny or, or little Susie or big Johnny or big Susie like you do. So when they get out here in the real world, because they haven't struggled on any level, you've, you've shielded them, you've hided them, you've cloaked them, you haven't covered them, you've cloaked them. They don't even know what the real world looks like because you've hidden what the real world is. It's a struggle. The Bible tells that we're going to struggle. The Bible tells us that we're going to have trials and tribulations and you've taken everyone away. And because you remove the struggle, you remove the consequences of bad decisions. And when they make a bad decision, you clean it up so well as if they didn't ever do it. And you think you're hiding, but and you're doing that for yourself. You're not doing that for them. And see, that's the that's the issue. Are you really stopping them from struggling for their sake? Or are you stopping it for your sake? Because you want to live vicariously through them for what you think you didn't do because you struggle. These are the things that we need to think about. So this first Friday's focus, struggle. Go get your children. Go get some adults. Please send me back some comments. Contact me at S-U-T-T-O-N-968 at gmail.com. Yeah, I want to talk about this. If you'd like to come on and discuss this, truly, because again, at, at some point you got to start it. And again, the, the longer you wait before you start uh, raising your kids to be independent of you, the harder it is. It's going to be for them. You know, I read a case in a, in a story in, um, in a newspaper, I forget which one, where the parents basically had to sue their child, sue their adult child to get out of their house. 
You see, because the longer they stay there, they start having rights. And then you have to treat them like a tenant. And the only way they get to get out is to evict them. All because you hear the struggle is for them to grow up and become whoever God has called them to be. So this first time struggle, again, please contact. You can WhatsApp me at uh, 314-224-0365. Or you can send a text on that also. I'll call and leave a message or a question and tell me what you think. Today we're just talking about struggle. The next week we're going to talk about the parents living vicariously through their children and not allowing their children to become who they are. Okay? We're going to talk about that. So, again, I hope that this has been informative, maybe even challenging, maybe even hurts a little bit. You know. But really, what's sitting there is a product, is in part, a little bit, a big part, small part, of how you decided to remove struggle. That was your decision. Now it's time for you to change course. And it's going to be hard. Because if they're over 25 and they're sitting there, it's going to be hard. But you have to be up for the task. Think about the future. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. And always remember to walk in the truth of the Lord. And this is Friday's Focus. You can uh, check us out at Walk in Truth Radio Network. Walk in Truth Radio Network on the YouTube page. Or you can look at Walk in Truth Radio Network on our Facebook page. Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church on Facebook. On my own personal page, James Sutton II. And also, uh, you can uh, catch some things on our Instagram page of Walk in underscore truth. And uh, you can see the encouraging words, the shorts, and all that stuff, like I said, on the YouTube page. Just check us out, subscribe, share, and uh, like I said, tell me what you think. You get in touch with me. You can actually be on the show if you want to. So uh, I do this every day. I record on Thursday for Friday. So I look forward to. Uh, communicate with y'all. If you don't agree with me, fine. If you disagree with me, fine. Keep it civil in the comments. And always remember, the Lord loves you and I love you too. Peace.